Armed American Radio listeners, today's Armed American Radio's recorded version of the national radio broadcast, the Armed American Radio podcast, is being brought to you today and every day by North American Arms. Make sure to visit NorthAmericanArms.com for the finest mini revolvers on planet Earth. NorthAmericanArms.com. Enjoy the show. Is Armed American Radio. If they want to take my guns, they're going to have to bring a station wagon and a whole lot of friends because I'm not giving them anything. From the Car Firearms Group Studio. On the Sig Sauer Platinum Microphone. Mark, we know they want to take our guns, and now we're going to make them eat it. Freedom might be an uphill battle sometimes, but freedom will always prevail. Proudly presented to you by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. Here is your host of Armed American Radio, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting for your rights, Mark Walters. 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 And welcome in Armed American Radio, MonsterCast AA. AR Ranch Car Firearms Group Studios, I think, on the Six Hour Platinum Microphone. It's all being brought to you by the great X Insurance. Welcome in today. The Monster Cast begins right now. We've got three solid hours for you and a lot of ground to cover with you. I'm just not really sure where I am in the country right now. Greg over in Dallas, Texas, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a whirlwind of a past few days, and that overnight flight, oh. I, I'm in a time warp zone. It's the weirdest sense in the world. I, I can't really explain it. Greg, would you be kind enough to tell people where they can participate in the chat during the live broadcast, please? Sure. Real quick, just head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile, and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. We are monitoring that. So, yeah, I, I'm joking around a little bit, kind of, sort of, in a weird kind of way. But um, I, I arrived back uh, in, in Atlanta at 6 a.m. this morning after spending a couple of days at the Gun Rights Policy Conference, which is an incredibly important event for a lot of reasons. Now, listeners, I want to make this very clear before we get going. This is not an inside baseball thing, okay? Because whether you attend or not, what occurs at the Gun Rights Policy Conference is a bevy of speakers who are addressing and neck deep involved in the gun rights movement from virtually every single angle that you can imagine. My favorites are the attorneys, because the attorneys that we listen to at these events are the individuals that are working the cases that you hear me talking about with my next guest, Alan Gottlieb, as they move their way through the system and eventually and hopefully some of them and many of them have on up to the Supreme Court. So this is a, an incredibly important event as we, when we view it through the lens of what's happening with gun rights moving into the future. I hope that makes sense. So we'll get some perspective now from Alan Gottlieb. Alan, welcome in, my friend. It's been an incredibly long weekend. It's been an incredibly informative weekend. How are you today, my friend? I know you're probably wiped out as well. I'm tired. I'm exhausted, but I'm also on cloud nine. Um, it was just a great gun rights policy conference. Excellent speakers, excellent presentations, uh, excellent audience, unbelievably great gun rights activists in attendance. Uh, you know, it was live streamed and the streaming went up very, very well. In fact, if any of your you know listeners missed the gun rights policy conference, go on over to YouTube and put in the 2023 gun rights policy conference, and all the audio is there uh, in the video, and you, you can still you can watch it. And, and I just checked; there was still 
about a little over a thousand people watching it, at, you know, just before your show started. So, and so, even though it's over, the archives is there, and everybody can still jo- chime in and join in with it. Uh, Mark, it was just really great. I mean, I think it's one of the best ones we've ever done, and I think it's probably because we're winning, and it feels good when we talk about it, and and all these attorneys and other people who are there speaking in other categories. Or so optimistic and so like you know alive with you know potential victories still coming down the two pipes. It was amazing. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Uh, you, you talk about we're winning, and that's very important. And I, I want I want listeners to take away from this conversation with you that very point, Alan. Many of us, and I'm one of them. I mean, I'm, I'm a consumer of news just like everybody else. I just happen to do this. And you also consume news. And we see the negativity out there all day long. And if I were to pull up right now Biden-Harris gun control office, you're going to see hundreds of, of headlines just, you know, glamorizing what they're doing in the White House and Kamala Harris in charge. But at the bottom line is we're winning this fight. We're winning this fight in courtrooms across the country. I took that away from the conference. Did you? Oh, yeah. And one of the things that's really important to point out is the Bruin Supreme Court decision is, you know, I think what's like 15 months old or something, just over a year. Uh, we've already had more victories in the court since Bruin than total victories prior to Bruin in our history. That's a pretty good movement, but we're impatient. There's a lot more cases that are filed and moving up the chain and need decisions coming down yet. But the bottom line is, is that we are on the march. Boy, it really feels good. And, of course, the media doesn't really talk about that. You know, they'll talk about, like you just right. mentioned, Biden putting, you know, gun violence you know, program right in the White House office, hiring, you know, lobbyists, gun prohibition lobbying groups to be in and do it. So let me say this way. The bad news is that he – I mean, the good news – the bad news is that he set this thing up in the White House with our taxpayer dollars having to fund it. The good news is – it's going to not be very successful, in my opinion. I, I agree with you. And I, I want you to correct me if you think I'm wrong here. And I'm glad you mentioned what you just did. We're clearly on the same page here. But one of the takeaways from the conference, as I was listening in particular to some of the attorneys, many of them made the same statement. And they had not collaborated together. They were individual talks about the individual cases that they were handling and what we're going to see future into the future, into some of these cases. And one of the takeaways I had, and I think this was the first conference I've attended, it seems almost as if the script was flipped. We used to talk about legislation and moving legislation forward. And it seems to me now, from what I heard from the attorneys and many others in attendance, that our victories are now coming in the courtroom, not as much through legislation because of the polarization of government. Is my assessment of that correct? And is that the case moving forward, do you believe? It's not just your assessment, Mark. It's the reality. I mean, the facts are there. You know, Friday, the first day of the gun rights policy conference, we won the big decision in California, Duncan, with, with you, know, uh, you know, you know, knocking out their uh, magazine ban. Uh, of course, not the first time we've knocked it out, but, but just for your listeners, real quick, you just explained at the conference. You know, that that was one at the trial court level pre-Bruin. It was one at the appeals court in the Ninth Circuit pre-Bruin. It went to the, to the Ninth Circuit in Bank, where we, they overturned it on a seven to four vote, 
It went up to the Supreme Court on a cert petition. Cert petition wasn't granted or denied. It was held along with some other cases the Second Amendment Foundation has, like the Maryland assault and ban. And after they ruled on Bruin, they reversed and remanded it back down uh, based on the Bruin decision to the courts to review. So it went back to the Ninth Circuit, and the, on, on, and the Ninth Circuit then kicked it back down to the trial court to start it all over again based on Bruin. Well, the trial court, you know, again, just, just ruled that, guess what, guys? Uh, under Bruin, uh, you, it's an obvious knockdown on constitutional law to ban, ban magazines. A great decision coming out, you know, basically highlighting the Gun Rights Policy Conference agenda when it came out. Uh, and then uh, and many speakers talked about it. You know, now the California just sort of noticed that they're going to appeal it to the appeals court, and then it's going to go back up the chain and back up the probably the Supreme Court to get a decision to knock out all these magazine bans. Uh, so, I mean, there's an awful lot happening. It's just it takes years. Yeah, and, you know, that, I mean, that's it, the it impatience. That's that's the impatience, ladies and gentlemen, when you heard Alan mention that we're impatient. That, that's why these things do take time. And this judge is Roger Benitez. Uh, Benitez has ruled strongly in our favor on a number of cases, including this one in the past. And the stronger his decisions get at the lower court level, Alan, the harder it's going to be for the Supreme Court eventually not to take one of these cases. Am I right about that? Yes. I mean, there's no doubt that, like in this case, California is going to appeal it. Uh, and, then, and somewhere down the line, that's going to force it up. Either they're going to keep losing and have to make a decision: Do we appeal it to the Supreme Court, or we're going to win, win all the way through on the Ninth Circuit and uh, or, or lose the Ninth Circuit, and we get to appeal it? But either way, when this hits the Supreme Court, it's going to be a victory. The other side's hogtied. I mean, you know, it is, what does California do? Do they, they protect, try to protect your law by appealing these things? If they lose, keep losing on up. Uh, you know, and then, then if they lose the Supreme Court, it affects every single magazine ban in the country. Or do they, quote, unquote, say, okay, let ours go, and hopefully some of the other states, ones can stay yet because the Supreme Court hasn't ruled. They're so arrogant and so anti-gun that there's no way they're not going to appeal it. And these appeals eventually, they're, they're, they're betting, butting heads against the Supreme Court that has six broken judges and three anti-gun judges on it. And so they, they they got a problem. I mean, and, and they know it, and they, and they're getting desperate, and they're getting you know totally obnoxious about it, and, and the desperation really shows. And we talked about that at the government policy conference. Yeah, you know, it seems to me, Alan, that and I like that term. They're hogtied. They really are because they're going to eventually be faced with the decision, ladies and gentlemen. Of do we what do we appeal this? Do we risk this getting to the Supreme Court and getting a decision by SCOTUS? That affects the entire nation, and then we really lose. Or do we just suck it up here and take one for the team in our state? Is that is that what we're talking about, Alan? Much like the yeah, Ren v. D.C. case, in a way. Yeah, but you know, one of the problems is, is that by and large, their egos get in the way, their anti-gun agenda gets in the way, and they can't say no. Gavin Newsom has a has an ego, and the anti-gunners have an agenda. We've got one more segment with Alan Gottlieb. We'll ask him some pointed questions. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
Sig Sauer is the manufacturer of the game-changing P365 high-capacity micro-compact. This revolutionary new concealed carry pistol gives you more capacity, concealability, and capability. The award-winning Sig Sauer P365 redefines the category and has become the most desired handgun on the market today. Holding up to 17 plus one rounds, its ergonomic design makes it more shootable with a clean, crisp trigger pull you'd expect from Sig Sauer. The Sig P365, America's number one selling handgun for a reason. Visit SigSauer.com. It's well known that we live in a world where even good police officers can become targets for frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide liability insurance for police officers to eliminate your exposure and to protect you. We're the very best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions, so call us today or have your insurance agent call us. But call today, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. That's xinsurance.com. The long-awaited Sig Sauer P365 chambered in 380 is finally here. The new softer shooting, easier handling micro-compact option for everyday carry. With an identical grip module and slide with a 9mm, it'll fit all existing P365 holsters. The P365 380 is the most durable 380 micro-compact pistol on the market. Standard with Sig like night sights and an optic cut, plus two 10-round magazines and a mag loader. The P365 380 is the ultimate micro-compact carry pistol, and you can find details at SigSauer.com for the new P365 380. Defender Coffee was created by patriots for patriots. It's coffee for Americans devoted to defending the Second Amendment. It's coffee for Americans who understand that if you don't fight for your freedom, you lose it. That's why Defender Coffee donates profits to gun rights organizations that fight to defend the Second Amendment. When you drink Defender Coffee, every single cup defends your right to keep and bear arms. Visit DefenderCoffee.com today and get free shipping when you join the coffee club. DefenderCoffee.com. The revolutionary Crossbreed Super Tuck holster is the most comfortable and concealable inside the waistband holster you'll ever wear. And nothing even comes close. Designed to completely conceal a firearm of any size and made to be worn with any attire from shorts and a t-shirt to a suit and a tie. Based on your personal carry style, the Super Tuck may be worn comfortably with or without your shirt tucked in. Find out why the Crossbreed Super Tuck is the most often imitated but never duplicated holster design in the world. Visit CrossbreedHolsters.com today. At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products, from top to bottom, is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right, because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. AAR listeners, you know I love my barbecue and you know I love my fire pits. I've searched forever to find the perfect fire in cooking wood and for the last two years I've used nothing but cutting edge firewood. Cutting edge firewood is perfectly kiln dried, mold, moisture, and pest free. It lights with one match. It burns longer and hotter than that nasty big box crap you've been using. Shipped nationwide in boxes or racks and is cut in your choice of chunks, 8 inch splits, or 16 inch logs. Choose white oak, cherry, or hickory for that perfect fire or wood cooking experience. Visit cuttingedgefirewood.com today and use what we use here at AAR Ranch. The Gold Set from North American Arms. These beautiful mini revolvers are plated in 24 karat gold and are available in calibers 22 short, 22 long rifle, and 22 magnum. Available individually or as a set, each mini is equipped with synthetic white pearl grips, matching serial numbers, and a beautiful walnut display case with glass top. The Gold Set for a limited time at North American Arms. To add one, two, or three of these beautiful mini 24 karat gold plated revolvers to your collection, visit NorthAmericanArms.com today. 
Daniel Defense firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. That is what Daniel Defense represents, freedom, passion, and precision, something the Democrats know absolutely nothing about, but you do. That's why you're listening to this program. Armed American Radio's Monster Cast continues in these Car Firearm Group studios. Mark Walters in front of the Sig Sauer Powerful and Platinum Microphone, all being brought to you by the Great X Insurance. We continue the conversation with Mr. Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation, who has had, like myself, a, a very, very busy weekend of traveling and, and, uh, and speaking and working at the Gun Rights Policy Conference, gearing up for this upcoming fight for the next 12 months until we meet at the 39th annual GRPC, which is already in the works. Alan, there's a couple things I want to mention about on this Benitez ruling. First, let me note what Governor Gavin Newsom said reacting to Benitez's decision in the victory in California just days ago. California's high-capacity magazine ban was just struck down by Judge Benitez, an extremist right-wing zealot with no regard to human life. Wake up, America. And he continued, our gun safety laws will continue to be thrown out by NRA-owned federal judges until we pass a constitutional amendment to protect our kids and end the gun violence epidemic in America. Alan, your comment on that, because I was with you when we got that comment. We were in a meeting together when, when co- his comments were made public. Your thoughts on that publicly? Well, I think his comments showed desperation, the name-calling, the vitriol. Uh, and then again, what bugs me more than anything, though, is how they try to classify their gun ban to be gun, gun safety when they've done nothing about gun safety in their whole lives. And it has nothing to do with safety at all. It's obviously you know, a gun ban. Uh, you know, magazine ban. So, I mean, what can you say? It's Gavin Newsom. I mean, <laughs> he, he's playing to his hardcore anti-gun, gun prohibition base. It isn't going to sell nationwide. And quite honestly, I think there's going to be some liberal judges in the Ninth Circuit, you know, in appeals courts that quite honestly aren't going to like that kind of rhetoric where you start to talk about judges being born, owned, and paid for by people. The NRA was not even a plaintiff in this case. The NRA had nothing to do with this case. Uh, so, again, the, the vitriol you know, and, and the name-calling, I think that's going to put some judges off. I think these guys are just digging their own graves you know, and, and to bury, bury their gun control agenda in day by day. Uh, so I, I guess it puts a smile on my face because I think it's kind of stupid. Yeah, it's fun to it's fun to listen to it. Really, is albeit it's frustrating because the media plays this stuff up. Ladies and gentlemen, how this ties together? SAF just filed a reply brief in challenge. Of course, SAF to new listeners is the Second Amendment Foundation. Let me just make that clear. But filed a reply brief in challenge of Delaware's gun and magazine ban, and that was on September twentieth when the release came out, Alan, just four days ago. So you see how these cases tie together, ladies and gentlemen. And Alan, for new listeners, maybe, and and we've got new listeners in New Jersey on uh, WNJD 102.3 FM. And they're fighting the fight up there like nobody's business. We heard from some representatives of attorneys that are fighting on behalf of New Jersey residents. There's a strategy here for where we file these cases and which cases we look at and we go after, isn't it? Oh, there surely is. And I think the other side has picked up on our strategy and, and, and it's stymied by it. They exactly don't know how to respond to it. Uh, but it, it's going to be really great for us. One of the things we talk about new listeners, Spark, that yes. reminded me how many new attendees, first time attendees appeared at this gun rights policy conference. And I was trying to figure out why we have all these new attendees that have never been at one before. And a lot of them, you know, were new first time gun owners over the last few years. 
you know, they found out it wasn't so easy to buy the gun they thought they could be able to buy. And now that they have it for self-protection, you know, the gun prohibition lobby wants to take it away from them. But I was really heartwarmed by the new fresh blood coming into the gun rights movement. I couldn't agree more. And I'm going to go even farther. I was encouraged when I saw Asian Americans, black Americans, black women, white women, young people, white men, Hispanics. Alan, America was represented at the GRPC this year, I think, better than I've ever seen it in all age groups. That encouraged me. You know, all age groups and all nationalities, colors, you know, religions. Uh, I mean, somebody was talking about it. It was interesting, you know, coming from a Jewish heritage I opened up the conference, followed by Masad Ayub, who's, who's you, know, you know an Arab, and so here the conference opens up with Jews and Arabs to start with. We had you know, a number of African American speakers, Vietnamese speakers, uh, you know, you know uh, Hispanics. It was, I mean, yes, the gun rights movement is really growing, and that also the other side can't understand that. Uh, it, it really is bothering them a whole lot because they can't define us as much as they'd like to. Yeah, and they would like to try to define us, and it does frustrate them. Interestingly enough, Alan, I'm not sure if you know this, but Masad Ayub is following you in the second half of this program today, coincidentally. So we're, we're going we're gonna to have, have some fun with Masad Ayub as well. So I, I'm going to tie this all together. Everything that we've been talking about here, I believe, and the losses that they are racking up in courts, is why Biden tapped Harris to lead a new Federal Office of Gun Violence Prevention. Alan, are you as worried and scared as I am that Harris is leading this? <laughs> no, it, it, made me, it made me laugh. I, I, you know, I, what I said to everybody is, bad news is that, was that Biden set this thing up in the White House using our tax dollars to try and attack our rights. The good news is you put Kamala Harris in charge of it. And again, if you take a look at her track record, anything she's been in charge with, you know, the, the border security, what a joke. Uh, everything, you know, other areas which she's been put in charge, nothing happens. She didn't do nothing vice president to start with, and she's not respected very well. And she doesn't know the subject matters of the, of the areas they put her in charge of. Uh, and she doesn't work very well with her staff. Uh, she's had an unbelievable amount of staff turnover in the White House. Uh, so if we have to have this, you know, Gun Violence Prevention Center uh, in the White House, quote unquote, it's probably a whole lot better to have Kamala Harris running it than somebody competent. Of course, Alan Gottlieb understood my sarcasm with that question. And listeners, I hope you did as well. She's not one to make us, let's say, shake in our boots or quake at the knees. That's for certain. But I, I think the bigger question or the bigger point here, Alan, and I like your opinion on this, is the fact that I believe that because of the victories we've racked up is why they did this to try to get some steam moving forward, because I think they know they're losing this battle. So let's make this public. Let's get some media attention and let's keep gun control at the forefront and let's take Bloomberg's money and the anti-gunners, put it in the White House. We'll use taxpayer expense and we'll make it look like we're doing something. Yeah, it makes me wonder a little bit if maybe the anti-gun groups are losing steam in support and money, and so now they're shifting their staff over to the White House payroll. Uh, yeah, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But uh, they haven't been very effective. Uh, you know, both, both our side and their side is stymied federally in Congress for getting anything passed or, def- you know, or defeated or changed. Uh, and in the states, the only place that the other side gets any victories is in the really dark blue states. Uh, and they've pretty much passed all the crazy laws they can already pass, and we're challenging them, of course, in winning. So they're, they're, we are more on offense than, than they are 
Uh, it's, it's disturbing to them, and that's why some of this rhetoric you see from people like Governor Gavin Newsom, because they don't know what else to say, but be so extreme in their, in their rhetoric. Alan, close out with the last 20 seconds here with some encouraging words for residents of blue states like New Jersey, Maryland, California, because what I saw was the possibility of victories coming to those places because of where the fight is now, and that's in litigation, not legislation. You've got about 15, 20 seconds. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. They're not going to overturn things in the legislatures, but the courts are going to overturn the anti-gun legislative action. And we're going to see it accelerating in the next couple of years. Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation, the ringleader of the 38th Annual Gun Rights Policy Conference this year. It was a pleasure to see you as always, Alan. Armed American Radio will be back with Mossad Ayub right after this. Long-awaited six-hour P365 chambered in 380 is finally here. The new softer shooting, easier handling micro-compact option for everyday carry. With an identical grip module and slide with a 9mm, it'll fit all existing P365 holsters. The P365 380 is the most durable 380 micro-compact pistol on the market. Standard with Sig like night sights and an optic cut, plus two 10-round magazines and a mag loader. The P365 380 is the ultimate micro-compact carry pistol, and you can find details at sixhour.com for the new P365 380. The gold set from North American Arms. These beautiful mini revolvers are plated in 24 karat gold and are available in calibers 22 short, 22 long rifle, and 22 magnum. Available individually or as a set, each mini is equipped with synthetic white pearl grips, matching serial numbers, and a beautiful walnut display case with glass top. The gold set for a limited time at North American Arms. To add one, two, or three of these beautiful mini 24 karat gold plated revolvers to your collection, visit NorthAmericanArms.com today. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact gel made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Hey, it's Mark and you know Mike supports the right to keep and bear arms and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials box and use promo code AAR for all of Mike's great discounts or call 800-978-9358 and remember use promo code AAR. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425 Four five four seventy twelve.
Armed American Radio listeners, the Gun Rights Policy Conference for 2023 is upon us. The GRPC this year being held in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona at the Marriott Phoenix Hotel at the airport, September 22nd through September 24th. This year's theme is Road to Liberty. Come meet me, A.W.R. Hawkins, Alan Gottlieb, John Lott, and many others. Again, September 22nd through September 24th, the Gun Rights Policy Conference. Visit saf.org to register today. Register at saf.org. We'll see you there. At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products, from top to bottom, is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right. Because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. of Reason on KQAM, Wichita's Big Talker, and you're tuned into the Armed American Radio Network. Now let's get back to the man himself, Mark Walters. Don't we just love Andy Hoosier, the voice of Reason, KQAM, Wichita's Big Talker. You've got a good one there in Andy Hoosier, and we thank him for the rejoin and everything that he brings to Armed American Radio when I'm unavailable from time to time. The great Andy Hoosier will sit in the chair for me and carry the water. So that's always great to have Andy around. You guys have a good one at KQAM. Welcome back inside the Armed American Radio Ranch, and I love this. This is the Car Firearms Group Studios today on the MonsterCast, and I am sitting in front of the very powerful and platinum six-hour microphone. It's all brought to you by X-Insurance. Please make it a point to visit all of our partners that make these important discussions possible six days a week. You can find them all at armedamericanradio.com. Now, I, I am beginning to figure out where I am now. I'm back at the ranch in the you, middle you of the night. You have a ranch? I have a ranch. Yeah. Uh, if you looked up Red Eye, if you Googled or Duck, Duck, Goad, Red Eye Flight last night, you would have seen a picture of me standing in front of gate F12 at one o'clock in the morning. That was the epitome of Red Eye Flight. So it took a while for me to figure out where I'm at. But an individual who is a good friend of mine, someone I've known a long time, someone I respect immensely and someone that you do as well. And I've always referred to him as the godfather of self-defense. And it's, of course, the great Masad Ayub. He knows where he is because he is still in Phoenix. Masad, it's a pleasure to have you here. Thanks for taking time out of what's been a very long weekend for joining us for a couple segments today, my friend. Uh, it's a pleasure to hear your voice again, Mark. It seems like only yesterday. <laughs> it, well, to me, it seems it like was. it was just a couple hours ago. Yeah, it was only yesterday. Masad, first, I want to get your takeaway from the Gun Rights Policy Conference in the following, in the following framework. I, I mentioned to Alan what I saw and I want your opinion on this, was I saw us leading and, and with victories, and it's moving to the courts. And for the first time, and of course Alan agreed with that, it's not a legislative issue at this point because of the polarization both in the country and in Congress, but this is a, this is, we're in the courtrooms now, and we're winning, particularly post-Bruin. Would you agree with that, that, this is, that we're advancing this agenda? Well, you're all, ladies and gentlemen, he's also the president of the Second Amendment Foundation, I might add. Go ahead, Masad, I'm sorry. Uh, well, more than we're losing. Uh, we got the decision on the uh, uh, the Duncan case uh, versus Duncan v. Bonta uh, just before the conference, uh, killing the, at least for now, killing the 10-round magazine limit in California. 
And it's it's been a few years of uh, solid advancements, Mark. We're winning way more than we're losing. Have you ever seen it like this, Mossad? The environment, the anti-gun environment, there's a lot of money coming at us from the other side. And I mean millions and millions of dollars. Not only are we holding our own, but we're winning. And I think it's important people hear that message. Well, I think you're right. And hearing it from the Supreme Court of the United States itself uh, gets the message across to a whole lot more people. As you know, I've always gone on the 10-80-10 principle for any polarized debate. There's going to be 10% on either side that are fixed in their position. They identify with it, and they'll never change. But in between them are 80% of the, the voting public who may be leaning one way or the other, but their minds are still open, they're listening, and solid information can change their minds. Uh, we are seeing that now. We're seeing if, if you look back just over uh, all the, uh, the contributions of Tom Gresham, for example, when you and I were growing up, it was an impossible dream to think we could turn on TV and see shooting shows right. and self-defense-oriented shows, yet now they, uh, they're they very common. We had that back, you know, in, in our younger days, uh, for, look back 40 years ago, there were seven states where there was no provision for the ordinary private citizen to carry a loaded concealed handgun in public to protect themselves and their loved ones. Today, every single state has such a uh, such provision. Uh, back then, there was only one state where you didn't need a permit to carry if you were a law-abiding citizen in the state of Vermont. Today, we have 27 states are permitless carry. And when people say, oh, well, that's just the, the sparsely populated red boondocks, no, it isn't. It encompasses uh, 40-some percent of the American population. Now, back, in, back 40 years ago, to get a permit, the great majority of the states were May issue. And for anyone who came into it late, that meant that the issuing authority had almost total discretion as to who would and would not get a permit to carry a concealed handgun in public. And in a whole lot of places, that became a code for we'll issue the permit if you're white, male, rich, and politically connected. Uh, the shell issue states where the state law mandated the issuing authority had to issue a 20 law abiding citizen or show very good cause. Why not? Uh, Washington State, for example, or the state of New Hampshire were a minority. As of 2022, the shell issue states were the vast majority with only a relative handful of May issue left. And as of June of 2022, with the decision on New York, New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin, there were no issue states left. The United States Supreme Court said, if you're going to have permits at all, then we shall issue. And Mark, that is absolutely huge. Yeah, it's, you know, Mossad, it's interesting to me when I hear you talk about Vermont. We've mentioned it recently whenever we were, you know, we, well, just last year we had five, five states fall and give us uh, 26. Of course, Florida, now it's 27 as far as constitutional carry. But you and I both remember when we, you and I referred to it on this show many years ago as Vermont style carry. Oh, yeah. It, I've always we called it right? Vermont carry. Vermont style carry. Let, let's talk briefly. I, I've, I've got to pick your brain here. There's about three different places I want to go. Your law enforcement background is well known. What to me and, and you and I talked about this privately at, at the gun rights policy conference uh, just a, a day ago. But I believe, with the exception of the three Supreme Court cases, that, of course, being Bruin prior to that, McDonald prior to that, Heller, what happened in New Mexico, in my opinion, is probably the biggest story I've covered in about 22 years 
of having anything to do with guns and gun rights. Would you agree with that? I would agree that it's absolutely huge and much more important than the mass media is letting on. Uh, it's, it's a dropping of the mask from the other side. When the world saw Governor uh, Michelle Lewin Grisham give an executive order stating that for 30 days in the city of Albuquerque, no one with a permit, or without one for that matter, would be allowed to carry a handgun, either concealed or open, anywhere in the city, period, end. Well, it was a grotesque overreach of her powers and a grotesque violation of both the New Mexico Constitution and the Constitution of the United States. Now, she is a Democrat, and it's pretty, uh, New Mexico is right now pretty much a Democrat-controlled state. Um, Albuquerque is perhaps second only to Santa Fe as the bluest city. The mayor renounced what she, her, uh, her order, the Democrat mayor. The Democrat sheriff flatly said it was unconstitutional, and he and his deputies would not enforce it. The Democrat chief of police said the exact same thing. And finally, the Democrat attorney general of the state of New Mexico said it was unconstitutional, could not and would not be enforced. Um, now, we saw the we saw the other side go into paroxysms. Uh, they literally rejected her because she had gone too far and it basically outed their true intentions. Uh, when you see uh, Ted Lieu, the representative from Los Angeles, who's right probably tied for the most anti-gun uh, guy in the House of Representatives, say, uh, listen, what she's proposing is unconstitutional. Uh, when you saw David Hogg, for heaven's sake, say <laughs> this is over the top and it's unconstitutional, uh, you were you seeing the other side saying, shut up, shut up, you're showing our true <laughs> intentions and we'll never get any more. Uh, the trace, uh, we all know uh, uh, CNN's... Uh, one of their CNN's experts, and I put expert in air quotes, on uh, gun laws is uh, Jennifer Masia. Uh, now, they describe her as, uh, in, as uh, from an independent news operation. Jennifer Masia is senior news writer with The Trace. Uh, the Trace is a fountainhead of anti-gun propaganda funded by anti-gun billionaire Michael Bloomberg. Now, Masad, let, 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 let me stop you right there because we're getting ready to take a break. When we come back, we're going to continue with Jennifer Massey. She's got quite a storied history, too, with her family. But we're going to continue this. And I want to ask Masad about his thoughts on law enforcement, defunding, and ATF. We're going to go there with the great Masad Ayub. He is the godfather of self-defense. We'll be right back. The AFT. At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products, from top to bottom, is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right, because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. As a gun owner, have you ever thought about the liability that would come with having to use your weapon in self-defense? Or the liability that would come with having one of your guns stolen or misused? Or perhaps you work in a profession like security or law enforcement that requires you to carry a gun. 
Regardless, it's well known that responsible gun owners and security professionals across the country have become targets of frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom firearm liability insurance to eliminate your exposure and to protect you from unscrupulous lawyers. And if lawsuits do arise, we aggressively fight them. We're the very best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions, so call us today or have your insurance agent call us, and we can work with them to fill any gaps in your existing policy. But call today, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. That's xinsurance.com. Armed American Radio listeners, the Gun Rights Policy Conference for 2023 is upon us. The GRPC this year being held in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona at the Marriott Phoenix Hotel at the airport, September 22nd through September 24th. This year's theme is Road to Liberty. Come meet me, A.W.R. Hawkins, Alan Gottlieb, John Lott, and many others. Again, September 22nd through September 24th, the Gun Rights Policy Conference. Visit SAF.org to register today. Register at SAF.org. We'll see you there. Sig Sauer, the largest and most comprehensive firearm manufacturer in the world, also feeds your firearms. Sig Sauer manufactures the ultimate self-defense round, delivering exceptional on-target energy, maximum weight retention, and optimal expansion at all effective distances. Sig Sauer Elite Defense Ammunition is available in all popular calibers and features V-Crown jacketed hollow point projectiles for maximum expansion and weight retention. It's the ultimate defensive ammunition. For more information, visit SigSauer.com today. The long-awaited Sig Sauer P365 chambered in 380 is finally here. The new softer-shooting, easier-handling micro-compact option for everyday carry. With an identical grip module and slide with a 9mm, it'll fit all existing P365 holsters. The P365 380 is the most durable 380 micro-compact pistol on the market. Standard with Sig-like night sights and an optic cut, plus two 10-round magazines and a mag loader. The P365 380 is the ultimate micro-compact carry pistol, and you can find details at SigSauer.com for the new P365 380. AAR listeners, you know I love my barbecue and you know I love my fire pits. I've searched forever to find the perfect fire in cooking wood and for the last two years I've used nothing but cutting edge firewood. Cutting edge firewood is perfectly kiln dried, mold, moisture, and pest free. It lights with one match. It burns longer and hotter than that nasty big box crap you've been using. Shipped nationwide in boxes or racks and is cut in your choice of chunks, 8 inch splits, or 16 inch logs. Choose white oak, cherry, or hickory for that perfect fire or wood cooking experience. Visit cuttingedgefirewood.com today and use what we use here at AAR Ranch. Car, the 25th anniversary K9 and the venerable P9 in various configurations. Magnum Research, the classic Desert Eagle available on 50, 44, 357, and the new 429 DE calibers. The BFR, biggest, finest revolvers, and the Magnum Light. Auto Ordnance, the classics. Thompson, that's right, the Tommy Gun, the incredible M1 carbine, and the one and only classic 1911. Car Firearms, a family of brands standing for your family's freedom. Mike Gallagher wanting to let you know that the crew of the Desperado Sport Fish in Virginia Beach, Virginia supports Armed American Radio and the Second Amendment, and I'm right there with them. Now back to Mark Walters. Back indeed, and while I love Mike Gallagher, thank you for the rejoin, Mike Gallagher. I happen to love Defender Coffee even more now today, Greg. DefenderCoffee.com. And if you don't have it on your shelf... Because you didn't order it, I happen to have four or five bags, and it was a lifesaver all day today. I have to tell you, DefenderCoffee.com stuff's the best. 
And every sip of coffee I took, which was a lot today, supports the Second Amendment because profits from Defender Coffee, I direct those profits to go to the Second Amendment Foundation. See, that's a win-win in my book. Please visit all of our partners at armedamericanradio.com. Use that promo code AAR everywhere you see it. You'll get all the great discounts, and you let them know. Thank you for supporting my right to keep and bear arms. Let's go back to the great Mossad Ayub, the godfather of self-defense, also the president of the Second Amendment Foundation and the author of the Bible of self-defense. And that is In the Gravest Extreme. Absolutely legendary. If you've not read the book, do yourself a solid and do it. I think it's in its like 100, I think Master told me it was like in its 116th printing or something. It's crazy. But welcome back. Let's, let's continue with Jennifer Mascia from The Trace, who, by the way, grew up in a family not knowing that her father was a mafia hitman. There's that. But I just wanted to throw that out there because I wanted people to know that. I don't much care about her dad, but uh, I do care that CNN is using as a supposedly impartial journalist uh, someone who was paid by Michael Bloomberg. But uh, her, her statement to the governor was, and I'm quoting directly here, you risk this backfiring in a way that's going to make people less amenable to supporting gun control policies, close quote. No kidding, Sherlock. And wow. as I said earlier, the mask is off. Uh, Governor Grisham has shown not only the Mexicans, but the nation. The, this is the mindset of the people who would disarm the public. You know, the, the politically correct people who think it's uh, unethical to declaw their cat, but are perfectly uh, happy disarming their neighbors and even their own relatives. Uh, now, Masad, Governor Grisham, yeah. Real quick, do you believe that this was a trial balloon, that, or did she do this unilaterally, independently, on her own? Uh, she had to have done it on her own because anybody who would have come to Masia's conclusion, you're going too far, you're going overboard, uh, you're basically blowing our cover for our real intentions. And that uh, essentially is how I read uh, Masia's statement. I don't think you can read it any other way, frankly. Well, when a governor is not smart enough to consult with her own attorney general beforehand, when she's going to order police to enforce a new law that she's creating uh, by fiat and does not consult the chief law enforcement officers of either Bernalillo County or the city of Albuquerque. What does that tell you? Now, Governor Grisham is an attorney herself. She's been through three years of law school and has been smart enough to pass a bar exam. Uh, You've got to wonder just what sort of arrogance is, is at work here. COVID. Whole, uh, she the saw what the, the people lined up like sheep when they gave COVID orders. She probably thought she could get away with this. Yeah, and what she found instead of people lining up like sheep was a ton of armed citizens politely, peacefully demonstrating, obviously armed, in Albuquerque against her fear. And she saw the police standing by, probably smiling, and not raising either hand or handcuff toward any of the people carrying those guns. When she was asked if she seriously thought that criminals were going to be stopped from carrying a gun by her order, Governor Grisham flatly said at a news conference a week or so ago, no. She said no. She knows it won't affect criminals and still does this empty symbolism. And what really bothers me, Mark, she makes a point in all her publicity of saying that she is a champion of the elderly and the disabled. And for God's sake, in a violent city, 
where she's saying there's so much violence and so many homicides, she wants to ban guns. In a violent city, she is disarming, ordering disarming of the most vulnerable victims, the handicapped and the elderly, when she herself admits it will have no effect on the criminals. And it, it shows you the, the empty virtue signaling, the thoughtlessness of, of the an, entire anti-gun movement. We're seeing it here in microcosm. Well, yeah, I believe personally, I think they advanced us at least a decade with that. Their silence spoke volumes. Let's with because in the essence of time, let's talk briefly about law enforcement. Mass, uh, your thoughts on the state of law enforcement in this country right now and a weaponized ATF. How does that make you feel with all of your years in law enforcement? What you're seeing out there across the country? Well, it's it's really appalling. Uh, the uh, the the whole. Uh, uh, it started largely with uh, with the left, uh, encompassing the BLM, Antifa, and others. Uh, defund the police and even disband the police and do away with the police. Uh, we're seeing in Chicago, as of now, the uh, the no cash bail uh, for folks who uh, just hear the soundbites. No bail doesn't mean they hold you and you can't get out. No bail in uh, Illinois, and particularly Chicago means unless you've committed murder, you can perform an armed robbery and expect to walk back out with a court date that you, <laughs> you'll never fulfill uh, without so much as uh, having to put up a diamond bail. And you can imagine uh, the effect of that on emboldening uh, criminals and utterly dispiriting law enforcement. Now, the city of Chicago has, uh, for years, their authorized strength has been 13,000 sworn officers. Uh, that it's sworn officers means uh, folk, guys and gals with the badges and guns that go out on the street and do the job uh, and doesn't count the civilians, the many civilian support personnel. They are down to somewhere on the order of 10,000 now. Unreal. Uh, America's police feel they're not going to be backed up. They're going to be thrown to the wolves. The criminals they arrest are going to be released. Why should they risk their lives? Uh, they're changing jo- They're changing professions. Uh, their, uh, uh, the Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, is offering several thousand dollars as a bonus for sworn officers who want to come down and uh, join a Florida law enforcement agency. And we're seeing a whole generation of young people who are saying, OK, uh, everybody says the cops are pigs. Everybody says the cops are brutal. Why would I want to be a brutal pig? And when, when 15, 20 years ago, uh, we'd have dozens of applicants, sometimes in some cities, hundreds of applicants for opening on the police department. Today, we're seeing a handful. And on these smaller departments, we're seeing so few people come in that the ones who do come in and try out for it turn out with background checks and such not to be the people you would want on your street. So that's, that's, that's frightening. It's in a pretty sad state right now. There's a lot of depressed, uh, unmotivated cops. It absolutely is. Massad, we're at the end of our ropes here. I could keep you on forever, and you know how I feel about you, my friend. I can't wait to bring you on. Ladies and gentlemen, Massad and I were talking just yesterday. I think it was yesterday anyway. I've lost track of time. About him, uh, next time he's in the area of coming into the studio and sitting with me and doing the three-hour program live, which would be an absolute awful lot of fun. And Masad, you know that that invitation is there, and you and I will talk about that off air. Well, but it's brother, great. I can't leave without letting your listeners know what a great job you did on Saturday moderating the uh, oh, speakers you. for the GRPC. That was a long day, and coming from you, that means a lot. Masad Ayub, he is amazing, the godfather of self-defense. He is also the president 
of the Second Amendment Foundation. He is literally doing God's work behind the scenes, ladies and gentlemen. Masad Ayu. Make sure to check out his book, In the Gravest Extreme. If you've never read it, it is absolutely timeless, and you need it on your shelf, under your pillow. It's the real deal. It literally is timeless. It's in the gravest extreme. Masad Ayu. When we come back from the break, we've got another great hour. Jim Irvine from Faster Saves Lives. He is also a member of the board of directors of the Second Amendment Foundation, followed by the great A.W.R. Hawkins from Breitbart News. So buckle in. It's going to be a raucous hour coming up at six minutes after this break. Six minutes after the hour, we will be back here in the Car Firearms Group studios in front of the Sig Sauer Platinum Microphone. It's all being brought to us today and every day by X Insurance. We'll see you at six minutes after on the flip side. Just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X Insurance. X Insurance on the Armed American Radio Network. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425 425- Four five four seventy twelve. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact shell made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Hey, it's Mark and you know Mike supports the right to keep and bear arms and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials box and use promo code AAR for all of Mike's great discounts or call 800-978-9358 and remember use promo code AAR. 